welcome to the Pilgrims Podcast. My name is Eric. My name is Tyler. And we are back. All right. Well, yeah, sorry about the delay on this one. I know we, we were trying to do every Friday for our podcast episodes. However, life be busy. <laughs> you can say that again. Life is busy, y'all. We had a crazy month beginning, kicking off 2023 real fast, driving in the fast lane. Um, we've just been doing a lot. Me and Tyler are both in full-time ministry and we hosted some revival, a revival weekend and a six hour prayer burn and all kinds of stuff, man. And it was great though. I mean, we had so much fun. So we're, uh, all that to say is we're, we're going to try to pump out an episode every Friday, but if we don't, if you don't yeah. see one on Friday, give us grace. Give us some grace. It's coming, man. It's coming, but we're going to try to do our best. But Tyler, how did you think the revival weekend went? Oh, so good. I feel like I'm I'm still recovering in some ways, like in a good way <laughs> and also just from the the fatigue of mm-hmm. just being 3 or 4 days of just intense ministry for those of you who are in ministry, you you know what we're talking about, but we had like an all-day thing Saturday. We had a long service Sunday. We had a service Monday, and then we're breaking down the the stuff that we set up for the Monday service right. on Wednesday. Yeah, it was just really in, intense. And actually, maybe you should share like what what happened with the baptisms, or I don't for those who don't know anything about that. Yeah, so we had a uh, a guy, awesome, awesome guy, come. His name's Todd Smith. Um, he's hosting uh, at his church in North Georgia, in Dawsonville, Georgia, the North Georgia Revival. Um, there's been amazing things happening in that church. Literally, they've been in sustained revival for like a um, couple years. And what they're seeing is people being healed in the baptismal waters, delivered, set free, salvation. I mean, it's crazy. So there's a real anointing um, when he comes. And the guys, the best part about this is he just tells the story and faith is built in the room he doesn't baptize people he does he's not the one doing the baptisms like he literally empowered our team to do it and he just prays and god comes and does the miraculous we ended up baptizing people till 3 a.m we started baptisms at nine (laughs) legit six full hours i think what did we have there were 320 seats in the room yep and Let's just go conservatively. We probably baptized 250 people. Yeah, I would say that between two to 250 yeah. at least. And it was it was powerful and people were encountering God. We've heard some testimony, crazy testimonies of deliverance in the waters, people being literally, literally set free from demons. Um, there was uh, some healing taking place. I mean, it was it was powerful. So we're exhausted. <laughs> yeah. The grace of the Lord is on us and was on us and continues to be honest but man we are tired <laughs> yes it was tiring i was unlike any service i've ever seen having been in and out of ministry circles That's for a right, long time yeah. i've never been in a service where the entire room gets baptized yeah because even as <laughs> when i was texting a friend of mine to come um he was kind of a last minute addition to the worship team and i said bring some swimming trunks because you're going to want to get baptized and he's like what do you mean like i've already been baptized i'm like no you're going to want to get dunked again yeah. once you hear the testimonies and it's a. It reminds me kind of like those Old Testament stories where the prophets would tell people who wanted to get healed, "Go dunk yourself in the water yeah. seven times." It's amazing. Like God still does that sort of thing, and it's all. It was very Jesus focused, and and yeah. really made room for the Lord to move. But He's moving on the waters, and uh, yeah. you know our natural minds don't always understand why or how it it works because uh, we were kind of traditionally taught like you get baptized in water well, once, once, and right. then and then it's uh, over. But apparently that's not true right it was it was powerful so man we're stirred we're excited but hey let's get to today's topic right so we have covered the speaker the seer seer the knower the knower and we have two more left but today we are talking about the feeler the feeler good old feelings Hallelujah. <laughs> oh, there's a lot of people who are going to like this one. Yeah. It's like, yeah, we all have feelings, but then there are those who have all the feelings. All the feels, <laughs> man. Which is great. I love that term, by the way. All, all the, the feels. Gave me all the feels. Yes. So we have a lot to discuss on this, but Tyler, why don't you give us a little intro to the feeler? Sweet. Yep. I love, first of all, I love all of you feelers and... Uh, Today, we're probably going to touch on things that will encourage you, will challenge you, 
and hopefully it will just stir you up to, to begin to look with God's eyes towards those who are really sensitive around you. So feelers, I, I think this one out of all the personalities might be the most misunderstood because, and I reference this in the book, but in almost every church-related circle, especially charismatic circles, like when, when they ask how many of you are feelers, the number of hands that go up in the room is pretty astounding. Like there's usually a very large percentage of people that would, would say they're feelers. And for years, I ran into um, like teachings and different conferences and seminars where the speakers would say, oh, the feelers are the ones who shake and, and rattle and scream every time the Lord shows up. So they painted this really extreme picture of what feelers were like. And honestly, like just being blunt, like like the weird people in the room sure. a lot of times. And sorry if you're one of those, but that's just how I kind of viewed it, not having necessarily grown up in some of those circles. <laughs> so yeah, it's like the feelers are the ones that like, God, I don't necessarily want to be that person who's screaming right. all the time. But over the over time, I begin to wonder like, is that really what a feeler is? Or is that somebody who's just being touched by God in a meeting? Like, hmm. and how much of that, like, I just began to wonder, all right, they may be really sensitive spiritually and maybe they are a feeler, but is that really maturity then if it's not if that sensitivity is not being leveraged in relationships mm. and through compassion? So I, I kind of developed my own uh, view of what a feeler is. And so I, I would say like biblically, I don't think the word feeler exists as far as I know. Um, I, I don't know if you've ever seen the word feeler. There's feelings or felt. Sure. But uh, so some of this is stuff that I've, I've come up with, but... Um, yeah, so let me just get to some attributes that I think identify like what a, a, a feeler is. And it goes, like I said, beyond just shaking, screaming, and, and rolling on the ground and laughing. Um, so really, when we look, we're talking about feelers, it's all about the heart. These are the very sensitive people. Like I'm talking the type of people that write the sappy posts on Instagram and Facebook that they're, they're extremely comfortable with vulnerability. Um, unless they've been closed off. And we, we'll get into that later when feelers numb themselves. But mm. they're the romantics in the room. They're the one, the idealists a lot of the time, passionate about everything. And everything comes back to this motivation of connection with people. That's what I wrote in the book is like one of their primary goals. And I say motivation, but you could also use the word burden because that's what drives them and frustrates them when there's a lack of connection, right. when there's a lack of real connection. Surface level connection will frustrate a feeler to no end because Eric's already like getting fired up. Yeah, like don't ask those people like how nice weather we're having today. Like, did you see that? Getting like, no, they're like, tell me your deepest tell darkest me your, secret. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's true though. It's like, it's relationships over everything. Like feeler, the feelers they could care less about money they could care less about figuring everything out as long as long as i'm surrounded by people i love i'm good um along with that though because they're the sensitive side of god the really sensitive emotional side they they get hurt easily very easily rejected they they need to show and receive affection they need to show encouragement and receive encouragement. They have a strong value for it. And um, there's different things you can look for for people who are outside of the church who are feelers. Yes, you have the emotional side and the connection side. But I, I look for people who just live for deep, enriching experiences. They're just looking for something deeper that's going to fulfill like an inward desire for adventure. Um, so... Yeah, I would say we talked about the knower on other episodes. They're the discerners. Um, usually um, when the more extreme knowers are more black and white, but the knowers are very practical, very grounded. Um, the feelers, that the, really not like that. More, uh, you know, if knowers are the stakes in the ground, the feelers are the birds in the air. Like they're flying around. That's good. They're loving the journey. They're enjoying the scenic route. Um, a lot of times they tend to be a little more naive and mercy-oriented then you would find more of um, like a, well, I just go back to the knower because that's another one that can sometimes get confused. But I'll, I'll get back into more of this later, but I do want to hear from you, Eric. Like what, what's been your experience as a, as a feeler? Do you consider yourself a feeler? What, um, what's been your journey with feelings? Yeah. You know, it's really interesting because like even going through your book, man, I'm like, man, I feel like 
you know, I'm not all five, obviously, you know, we already, there's a whole chapter on that, but I'm like, man, like, I feel like I've had really deep, I feel right. I've already said, I feel like, um, yeah, I am a failure. I would say, um, it's probably, I don't know. I gravitate the speaker, the seer, and also the feeler. But yeah, I would say I, when you were talking, I, I thought about things my parents would say, my, 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 my dad would say, man, you know, you, you know, you would, you wouldn't care if someone punched you in the face, but you know, you wouldn't care at all. But if someone hurt your feelings, that's like detrimental to you. I'm like, yeah, that is true. Like I could take any type of punch, kick, whatever. But if you hurt my feelings, I was like out for the count. Like, so yeah, I, if anybody relates to that, you know what I mean? But yeah, feelings are from God. Let me just put that first. Feelings are from God. God feels. And, um, I think there's some camps out there that, have kind of neglected that like they've shut down all feelings like it's like no longer like oh no that's emotionalism that's hype like uh, and rightly so that can be if it's not in the proper place but yeah feelings are from god but yeah i've i remember being in in college i was in a, a deep season of feeling i guess um if you know you have a prophetic gift on your life or if you're called to the prophetic ministry you'll have all the feels like we all have feelings right but like deeply hyperactive feelings or supernatural feelings and i'll get to that in a second so i remember i would we had a coffee shop on our campus and i remember many times where i would be having a good day i mean the sun i went to college in florida so the sun was mostly always shining birds chirping all right having a good day did i have any homework that day i'm gonna go get some coffee right open the door and as soon as i walk into that place boom depressed boom anxious boom doubting everything i'm like what in the world and it took me some time to figure out like i was you know well first of all i was like what in the world is going on like am am i you know am i bipolar am i am i like just going crazy like why am i happy one at one point in my life and then what you know when i go into this place i'm just like depressed and all this stuff and I, you know, I got linked up to a church down there who, you know, one of the main guys, um, you know, who planted and running it was a prophet. And he's talking about, you know, like the prophetic and how prophetic people or feelers, they can uh, do this thing called burden bearing. And I started researching in, in, into this. And it's like you people who are feelers have this sense or this supernatural thing from God that you can just you pick up feelings that aren't necessarily your own not all all the, you have your own feelings but sometimes not all your feelings are your own so i remember like after gaining that information and that knowledge sitting down and like god you know the holy spirit just nudging me like hey this isn't you that's for somebody over there and um i remember hearing the lord say you need to go to encourage that person and i get up and say hey by chance are you are you are you feeling like super anxious right now are you like depressed and they would just start crying and i'm like oh that's what that was right like that's that wasn't me that was that was god showing me this and allowing me to feel this so i can minister to this person you know and and so thank god i had that knowledge and i've i grew in that like this the feelings that i had you know were valid but they weren't mine and i think a lot and after i knew that tyler like it literally changed my life like i <laughs> for a long time i would be going around in different atmospheres whether it be the mall or the grocery store or family gatherings and feeling all kinds of stuff but you know we have to filter our feelings through the lens of God. So I just want to say that to encourage you, like not all your feelings are your own, just like all your thoughts aren't your own, you know, like your, all your feelings aren't your own as well. It, it, it brings open a dialogue with the Holy Spirit saying, oh man, okay, I know that's not me. You kind of do like a filter check, like nothing's going wrong, you know, you, you know, I have nothing really stressing me out right now. I don't, you know, I have no reason to feel this, but God, are you trying to tell me something through these feelings for somebody else? And then I guarantee like more times out of none, like God will begin to reveal himself 
and, and, and say like, yeah, that's for so-and-so you need to pray for them or you need to call them right now and encourage them and come against, you know, that opposite, opposite spirit, you know, depression, we're going to declare joy over them. Like it's, it's stuff like that. So yeah, I talked a lot. Uh, no, there's, there's the, the speaker, speaker coming out. That's that, that's the strong speaker coming <laughs> yes, in. Sir. Now, Hopefully that made sense. Yeah. There's some good stuff in there. I want to highlight, like one of the things you talked about early on was that feelings matter. They obviously, do. obviously we don't want to go out of bounds with that. Right. And there are some conservative circles. I, I would venture to say probably a large percentage, uh, percentage of the churches in the area we live in sure. would probably go, feelings. be careful ah. with the feelings here. <laughs> and we've all had, had maybe negative experiences, but we don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Right. Feelings matter. And here's why that's important. Like, Let's just take a, 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 a normal phrase you might say to someone. Well, actually, maybe this isn't normal, but you've heard this before. You aren't in danger anymore. You're safe now. Yeah. Okay, that has to be experienced. When, when you tell, if you told me that, hey, Tyler, you're safe now, I need to feel that, right. not be taught that. Like, right. I'm not going to believe it until I ex- feel and experience being safe around you. If I don't feel safe, no matter how much you say to me, you're safe, I'm not going to believe it. Right. So we have to experience God's emotions and his love just as much, if not more, than study them. And some people have intellectualized and analyzed God to a point where they can't feel anymore mm-hmm. because they're so heady and so much in their brain. And I'm not against studying God. We study to show ourselves approved. The Bible tells us right. that. But our whole aim is to encounter the presence of this man that we love jesus and we want to the only way we grow is by experiencing him Mm -hmm. not just analyzing him and when you look at the bible the word bible refers to the heart 800 times at least 800 times and for those scholars out there you know that when it refers to the heart it's not talking about the pumping organ that beats inside your chest that that doctors sometimes do surgery on it's talking about the inner life it's talking about the seat of your affections your emotions the throne of your inner life and the the heart is where um the heart produces what we what we believe about feelings like intellectual beliefs don't produce feelings but our what we believe in our heart about things really does so Mm. how we how we judge emotions how we how, what we're affectionate about. That's what produces passion. And so uh, when we say feelings don't matter, what we're really saying is I have a heart problem and I'm not mm. comfortable with my heart. Yeah. There's a much deeper issue there. Yeah. And when the real problem is then you start to, you go down that road um, and you get afraid of emotions. And I've been there and am there in some ways, like not necessarily on the feelings don't matter camp, but in the sense that there are scary emotions that I'm, I'm, you know, all of us are learning to deal with and, and learning to be vulnerable about. Right. Um, and if you're living a camp that says that emotions don't matter, stop trying to feel God, then you'll run from every emotion that scares you. Exactly. Like what emotions am I talking about? Well, anger, mm-hmm. fear, anxiety, shame. So you'll, you will just suppress them uh, or hopelessness. You will suppress them because you're taught, well, I don't want to engage with that very much because feelings, you know, whatever, I don't need to talk about them. I don't need to engage with them. I don't need to take them to the Lord. The church world will teach you, well, you're not supposed to feel those. So we just try to avoid them and run away rather than process through them. And what makes you sensitive to God's emotions and makes you a conduit for his emotions is that you begin to engage with the good, the bad, and the ugly and surrender them to the cross and allow the Holy Spirit to begin to heal you and lead you through. So um, that's a journey even strong feelers are still on, but especially these camps that don't believe feelings matter. I want to tell you to reconsider your theology and reconsider your experience with God. Um, the second thing, I feel like I'm preaching. Second thing that I wanted to touch on that you were you were sharing Fired like up. you were sharing that story about how the, you you began to feel in the coffee shop yeah. and then the Lord gave you a word. The the obstacle number two that I find a lot with feelers is selfishness with feelings. Mm, So, you know, your feelings are actually not just meant for you. And um, no matter where you see yourself on the spectrum, maybe you're like 0.1 feeler. Maybe you're like, I barely resonate with this at all. Or you consider this to be one of, if not the most dominant way that like you process through life and with God, like there's something in this for you. Your feelings are not just for you. And I think this is where I have 
had trouble in in the church circles with so many hands being raised and saying, I'm a feeler. But then why is it that um, you have very little compassion and interest in going deep with other people? Or why is it that when I engage with you, if you're a feeler, is it, why is it so hard for us to connect? Like right. there, there seems to be something there that either I'm missing or maybe you, you, you're one of the other personalities, but you want to be a feeler. Right. Or, you're, or maybe there's a maturity process God is taking you on. I, I don't want to say you're not. but right. I, I think where it comes in with that, um, to your point, is like, yeah, you have all these people. Who's a feeler? Well, obviously, every human being, every anybody who has breath should be raising their hands because we all have feelings, right? So I think maybe the misconception is like it hasn't been taught well. So thank God, you know, Tyler wrote a book on it. So you can <laughs> be, you know, brought to maturity. But yeah, you have people, right? It's not just your feelings. It's the feelings of other people and how you can, you know, use the way you hear God to interact with others to help them hear God for themselves, right? So yeah, with the feelers, I mean, it, it, they're they're at a whole nother level with feelings. It's like amplified. Like there's just amplified, um, you know, you, you, love and compassion and and you know just joy. But then on the flip side, it's you know if they're angry, they're really angry. If they're frustrated, they're really frustrated. If they're fearful, they're really fearful. Um, but I think they're, you know, there's, so you have the whole other flip side of things, right? You had the camps where they're like, oh, don't feel anything. Feelings aren't from the Lord. We have to just be intellectual all the time. And it's like, okay, no, like, you know, there's, there's a point, right? And that we need to be rooted in the word of God, right? Our emotions don't dictate God. It's the word of God. It's who he is, right? He uses the feelings, but when it's all said and down to, it comes down to the Bible, y'all, you know, like what does the word say about this? Because, you know, the heart or emotions can, are fleeting, but the word of God is forever, right? It's, it doesn't change. It stands the test of time. But then you have the camp where it's all about the feelings and, you know, it's, um, you know, they're, they're all after the experiences, you know, I just want the glory to be on me and shake and quake and shake and bake at the altar, you know, shake and bake, baby, (laughs) holy rollers, which, Hey, praise the Lord. If the Lord, this is the thing though, if you're going to fall down, this is a whole nother topic, Tyler, but I'm going to go for it. If you fall down at that altar, you better come up changed. Boy. I don't sister Susie's fallen down seven, eight times at every conference, but then she gets up the same or brother Bob who wants to roll around. Stop me. You got to come out. You got to come out changed. Like, yeah, let the glory come on you. But if you're not coming out different, like stop, you're just looking like a fool. Salah. Anyway, Oh, I could throw my headphones down and run a lap around this room. <laughs> oh. But you know, if you have the feelers too, right They're they're just, it's, I think it comes to the lack of maturity, Tyler. I think it really does. Like we need emotional intelligence in this, in, 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 in the church. Talk, talk to me about some emotional, emotional intelligence. intelligence. Oh my gosh. Yeah. The, that's one of the things I look for to see kind of where people are on the spectrum. Cause you, like you said, you have people that are really extreme, like with what I would say the spiritual side of feeling, but they've completely neglected their heart in a lot of areas. And so they don't even know how to connect with other people. Yep. Um, emotional intelligence is so needed because the, the true, like one of the primary things God wants to use feelers for is to help other people connect to God's heart. So if you're shaking and shaking and baking, is, that the, and is bacon. that the phrase you Come use? On. They're baking and shaking down yeah. at the altar. Like that's great, but I want to see that translated at the dinner table. Yes, I want to see that translated to the person that is an outcast in in the congregation. Right. Like when's the last time you got outside of your own feelings and your own manifestations, I'll call them, right. to actually go engage with someone else in the congregation and encourage them based on what you see in them? Right, because immature feelers will isolate. all the time. And so that's where the selfishness and the pride and all that can come creeping in. The enemy, that's one of the enemy's oldest tactics in the book is isolation. Always. If we can isolate you from the body, get you alone, he'll get you in your island unto yourself, you know, the island of misfit toys or whatever, you know, it's just you yourself and you, and it's, it's, it's a bad place to be in. But this is where the mature feeler comes in, right? You have your own feelings. You have your personal time with the Lord. You have, he loves, yes, he loves you. You know, it's, it is about you, but it's also about others. Right. And, and if you're not able to help people, 
you know, if, you know, explain, you know, teach people how to feel mature and feeling, um, you know, that's, that's, uh, it's, it's becoming a deficit to the body, right? And you may be asking, well, Eric, how do I mature in the feeling, you know, as a feeler, how do I mature? Get around mature feelers, get around mothers and fathers and ask them questions. You cannot do it by yourself. hundred percent. You cannot. Yeah. If the only time that you're demonstrating compassion and feeling is in ministry settings, then I, I, I can't call you a mature feeler. That's good too. Um, yep. I think we have to, we have to, when we're looking at these things, it's like outside of ministry settings, like who are you? It's, it's outside of the moment at the altar when you're praying for someone. Of course, you might feel some things there. You might see some things. You might speak some things. Yeah. I want to know who you are outside of those settings, outside of the Shaka Baba anointed <laughs> services where there's worship and all that stuff. And here's why I say that. Like, I honestly, um, I, I, I think that a lot of feelers are actually, at least some of the feelers might actually be knowers, but they just don't, they just haven't been taught or, or they are stronger in some of the other personalities. Maybe that's a better way to say it than they've given credit for because maybe they weren't taught or we're, we're all still learning, um, how, how God speaks, but there's, there's a there's a difference like you you might say well i feel things but like every everybody does i think we're we're trying to call us higher like right 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 um here let me just give like a breakdown between knowers and feelers cuz i've i've had a lot of people ask me this and 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 for sure you might be a mix of these but this is kind of like how i distinguish between these in my mind and maybe this will help some of you and then i want to touch on what eric was just saying like all right so knowers just to go back to this they're very quick on their feet you can't fool them mm. like they're practical you might even call them street smart they're just they're instinctive people they just know stuff and uh sometimes like we said the extreme ones might be more blunt but at the end of the day they're very quick to read people it's it, it doesn't take them years to figure out someone's character or to figure out someone's positive or negative about other people they're great at reading people Feelers, on the other hand, are great at connecting with people. Oh, that's yeah. There's a major good. difference. Like, so when you look at when you're looking at someone or you're thinking about yourself, like, what is your burden? What is your motivation? That's the word I use in the book. Like, if your burden is, I want to, I want to figure this out quickly, and once I know the truth about someone else, then then the burden lifts, and like I'm good. Or is your burden like I want to connect with that person and I want them to feel what God feels about them and I want to encourage them? If that's the way you live eighty percent of the time, then you're probably a feeler. And at that point, then it's figuring out like how how mature am I? How can I grow in this? Because feelers, they're hyper aware of how people are doing around them and they're aware of the way that they talk to people, they engage with people because they know the heart, they know pain, and they want to bring comfort. Like. I always know when I've been around a feeler because they're easy to go deep in conversation with. And it's like, I just met them an hour ago, but I feel like I'm good friends with them. Like, how is that yeah, possible? Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I don't know. I just feel like my heart just got medicine and I don't even know them. Like, but that's, they light up the room and that's, and, and I leave encouraged, but that's because that's what happens when God's emotions come through somebody. All of a sudden your heart just even starts to melt places. Right. You didn't know it was hard. begins to melt a couple of years ago. I, I I would say this is one of the first times I begin to question the modern understanding of what a feeler is, or at least like, let's take the definition to another level and see if there's more to this. I was around a friend of mine from Switzerland and she just had this, you just felt safe around her. Mm. I She just had this way of establishing an emotional safety in the rooms that you were in where it was, it was just easy, man. There was just like, it was just a grace to just talk and like, and the conversations went deep without striving. You never felt judged. There was, there was so much mercy pouring out of her mm. for, for me and for others. And there's so much encouragement. And I remember, um, she went back to Switzerland and, um, she was texting one of her good, good friends here. And she would text and say this phrase that kind of puzzled me. She'd say, I can't feel you. I can't feel you. How are you doing? How are you doing? And I began to ask my friend who was in the States at that time, what is, what is this Swiss person, what are they talking about? And they said, no, she's, she's so connected at a heart level, like she can feel the, the slightest shifts in, like when, 
um, my heart is, is, is growing cold towards the Lord or towards other people. And so she'll say, like, I can't feel you. How are you doing? Wow. And I begin to realize that's a feeler. <laughs> Holy moly. So. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know if I've ever, I mean, I, I wasn't with her for years on end, so I, I haven't seen if she shakes and bakes at the altar. I'm sure she probably does. Hey, but, and if you do, praise the Lord. And that's Lord. good. Yeah, yeah, that's great. We don't want to come down on that. Yeah. Like, manifestations are real. Right. So, like, forgive us if it's come off yeah. negative. It's not. We're just making fun of, like, The some, people who don't go change. Yeah. And it's just a show. Yes, that's, exactly. Don't be that person. Yeah. I right? mean, we, we I, I love when God touches us and manifestations come. If it's really him, like, let's go. Come yeah. on. We need more of that in the church. So, right. uh, but anyways, with her, like she, um, she had such a different side of feeling and emotional intelligence and a connection to the heart and an awareness of how other people were doing that it, I don't, it just made me rethink, like, there's got to be more than this. And we have a long way to grow in, in feelings. Like, it's not just, I feel things sometimes it's, I want to know, like, what is the burden God has given you? And if you're a feeler out there, I want to encourage you, like, you're, you're called to be a heart mechanic. You are called as an encourager by nature, and you're called to help people enjoy the journey with God rather than trying to find the destination immediately. You're called to, to provide safe places of connection. And within the church, like, that can look different. Like, okay, well, how does that look practically within the body? Like, Number one, pastoral staff. Like that's the the pastors are absolutely most of the time feelers or should be. Like they're the ones that create community. They're the ones that have a burden for the body, relationships, health at a heart level, an inner life, emotional level. They counsel. I would say um, a lot of times your your worship leaders should also be feelers. Like because they need to understand the the sensitive sides of God or else. You can't just be a battering ram and worship all the time. There's tender sides of God as right, well. Right, right. There's times where he wants to shout like a man of war. There's times where he wants to wait and weep. Like we have to understand that. Um, that doesn't maybe that doesn't mean the worship leader's a primary feeler, but they need to have some aspect of of awareness of God's sensitive side because that's what helps them usher the body into beautiful encounters with Jesus. Yeah, man. Yeah, and I also want to speak to like feelers at an individual level. Like we just got done talking about how feelers can like minister, but I feel like it's important for feelers to go through a process of um, deliverance because I think like trauma, I think um, just circumstances you go through in your life, like the enemy could really jack up the way you hear from God. And a lot of that times that stuff is needed. Um, You know, we see the immature feelers or even the people who don't even know their feelers who aren't, you know, even connected with God. A lot of times they're just like people who are in need to be set free. Um, You have people who are, you know constantly up one up up one day down one day you know they're just it's 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 like a a feeling tornado if you will constantly it's just like a lot of times god needs to heal um what he originally put in there you know because there's some stuff that jaded it or jacked it up and um yeah i don't know i just i I get the sense even right now like just you know if you are a feeler and you, you and what i just you you're constantly feel like the feeling tornado maybe it, it doesn't mean you're a bad person or anything like that just maybe there 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 needs to be some counseling maybe there needs to be some deliverance um maybe got you know maybe you just need to go in your, your uh, prayer time with the lord or your private time with the lord and say lord you know i i want to feel the way you made me to feel not through all of these traumas and 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 different bad circumstances god put back the original um feelings that i was supposed to have when you created me um so i don't know i just get a sense for that let me just prophesy and put it out there that's really good yeah thank you lord bring healing to all hearts lord that are broken numb angry hopeless lord yeah we just thank you for healing people's emotions and I really, yeah, maybe this is a good segue into saying that we've talked about this before, like God's desire is not to put you in boxes with this type of a topic and say you can only hear in this way or the other way. Yeah. God wants us all to grow in these. So no matter where you are on the spectrum from the uh, the 
you know, my Swiss friend who says, I can't feel you, like super sensitive, or maybe you're completely numb and you haven't felt anything in years. Right. God wants you to feel his love right. and to feel his emotions and wants to grow you in that. And to Eric's point, there are several things that can hem us up, yeah. get in the way of us being able to feel. And he touched on trauma. Like I, I think one of the, I mean, a couple of the, the traumatic things that can happen to our heart, I'll just list them. Like one would be a broken heart. Mm. It would be, you know, everyone's broken to some degree, but maybe, maybe there's a brokenness that you're carrying that God needs to heal. Like maybe, maybe your father or maybe male figures in your life, if you're a man, never said, I love you. And so you kind of shut down the idea that you could receive love. Yep. And maybe there's a, there's an issue and a wound there that needs to be healed. Maybe, maybe you have a fearful heart, like, Maybe you tried to love and maybe you opened your heart at one point and began to show that emotional side of your life and yet people shut you down. And so now you're afraid of showing showing like sides of yourself and there kind of there's a shame there. There's a shame and a fear of being vulnerable. And God wants to heal that as well. He wants you to be fully alive in who you are, and even the emotional side. Because fear is fear brings torment, right? And where perfect love is, it casts out fear. So we just prophesied that God's love would touch those people right now who are, have struggles with vulnerability or being transparent um, because they're afraid of being accepted for who they are. There's also angry hearts. There are people that have unaddressed anger and hostility inside because of disappointment or family members or maybe just their own journey. They're angry with it. And because of that, they, they begin to almost close off the feeling ability or shut down the valve through which God can can express his love and express his emotions. So we, we have to almost take all of these different things and submit them before the Lord and say, am I, am I angry? Am I hopeless? You know, the Bible says hope deferred makes the heart sick. And if your heart is sick, then you're going to have a very difficult time connecting with the Father on a deep, deep level and others. And so these are things that can hem us up. And then... Uh, and, and can keep us from growing in this. And I, I want to call you out if you feel like your heart is numb or you feel like you're checked out or you're too hard. Um, God wants to heal you of that and wants to wants you to grow in this. You, yeah, you yeah. might even be a primary feeler. You just have, you just shut it down a decade or two decades ago. And God's going to begin to take you into a season where He cracks down some of those walls. Yeah. Be be open to, to crying. Be, yeah. be open to dancing. Be open to, to, to joy. Laughing. Laughing. Um, and, and allow God to lead you in that. But I know there are, there are people, especially in religious communities, that got their hearts shut down for a lot of reasons early on, maybe through something sinful that someone did to them. So they shut their heart down. And God wants to minister healing so that they can open up and begin to, begin to feel, maybe for the first time in years. Yeah. That's so good, man. Yeah, just be open. Um, I would say one of the main facets of Christianity is surrender. It's not your, it's, you know, allow God to come and do what what he wants to do in you and let him heal you in Jesus' name. Um, one thing you wrote in your book, Tyler, was um, keeping, I believe you said, keeping a pulse on your feelings and kind of like doing, you know, what are some good questions to do that. So like uh, uh, he says, you know, keeping a pulse on your feelings, I'll say check your filter. Same thing. It's like here's some questions you could ask. Like first of all, what am I feeling? I think that's really good to like take stop, take a breath and just say, what am I feeling right now? It sounds so basic, but like it's so but you know how many people disregard that? A lot. Oh, I couldn't. Oh, that doesn't. I don't know why I'm feeling that. No, you might actually be feeling something God's trying yeah, to say to you. Don't shrug it off. Actually, grab it, take hold of it, and say, "What is this?" Like, identify it. All right. So that's Let, a good. I want to. I want to say something. On yeah. That. Go okay. Ahead, go ahead. I was at a dinner months ago with a couple friends, and we were at this hibachi restaurant over Ooh, near Park City. Come on, Praise God. the Lord. Oh, come on, God. Some steak. Oh, bro, I, we were we were chowing down. Come on. So we were there chow for mein. yeah, chow mein. <laughs> yeah, that guy. So we were there. The hibachi guy was doing his thing. You know, choo 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 with the fire thing, <laughs> you know, shooting it across there. It never gets old. All right. If something kind of felt a little weird in our conversation, like it was I, I, like there was a tension there that was very odd. 
And I kind of just kept, I just dismissed it. And I, for a little bit, I thought it was me. I just thought I'm having a, a weird day. And I had been experiencing a lot of spiritual warfare at that time. So I thought, all right, it's just me. Like maybe I'm, <laughs> I don't know if this is right or wrong, but I was like, I think I might be the problem. So, <laughs> I, you know, just some of the stuff I said, like that was coming out of my mouth, it just had a little bit of an edge to it. And then I could tell the other two that I was with, they were getting kind of frustrated for different reasons. And there was just like, I would say white and it was like they would hear black mm. or one person would say jump and the other person would hear like duck. I'm keeping my feet on the ground yeah. duck and I, I looked around the restaurant and I kept being drawn to this this mural of these big uh, sumo wrestlers on the wall and <laughs> yeah kind of <laughs> odd I kept looking at it and uh, I just I ended up uh, we, we finished and we went outside of the parking lot and immediately like like the whole lack of a better word like the temperature around us changed um mm. and all of a sudden it's like we could see each other again like the fog lifted and our our filters were cleared up and and we began to talk and i was like did y'all like something was kind of weird in there like it's like this is the second half of the game and this is so much better than than the dinner part and they said yeah like something something was kind of weird in there like i was feeling like so much tension and frustration yeah. mm-hmm. and uh, we began to realize i mean put two and two together there's something very weird going on in over that restaurant. I don't know if it's the owner or maybe something's going on there that wasn't godly, but it created an environment for division. Right. But it only started when I felt it and then I began to like begin to hold on to it be like where where is this coming from? Like at first I thought it was me, but it, I kept feeling it and then I couldn't ignore it. Mm-hmm. And then you take it before the Lord and you get outside of that like almost just take a breath and step back and go Oh, that isn't me. Right. Like, there's something else going on, and it's attacking our ability to connect right. with each other. The, the way we lose is if we don't recognize that it's not us. It's something else. Every, and that can be the selfishness of human nature sometimes. It's always about me. It's always me, me. Absolutely. It ain't always about you. <laughs> and it's not in, in, a, in a good way and, a, you know, like, like in a, in, and also an emotional way. Like, not everything you feel is you. Oh, say Legitimately, that again, guys, not everything you feel is you. Not every sense you get is you, you know? And that's the other thing, too. Like, you know, you go in that atmosphere. It could be somebody who needs to be ministered to who's going through that. Or it's a spirit operating in in an atmosphere that, too, influencing a certain individual. So it could be like a person, a spirit, or both. A spirit influencing a person, which is probably what that pro- was. Yeah, probably a, you know, a but combo. Yeah, it's it's... Yeah. So take inventory. What in the world am I feeling? Right. That's the first question. Yeah. Before you say the second one, you know, for everyone out there who's saying, oh, I, I want to be a feeler or like, oh, it must be so cool to feel like think about the questions Eric's about to ask you. And then imagine you're doing this several times a day, like all the time. It's it's it can be exhausting and very difficult, which is why a lot of people that are actually feelers are like, okay, uh, like this is a, an exhausting thing. I'm moody all the time. I need to withdraw from people because I don't know what the heck is going on. It's not this utopia that you might think. No, no yeah, absolutely not. It's, it's <laughs> There's always two sides of the coin. You know, so here's another question. When did I start feeling this way, right? Coffee shop, before I go in, I'm do-do-do-do-do. Oh, I was going to whistle, but I don't want it to be too high. But, you know, I, you know hi-ho, hi-ho, it's off to coffee shop i go and then i go in there and it's dun, 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 thunderclouds like it's terrible and then you know for the longest time it's like i'm going crazy no eric it's not you it's somebody in this place and a lot of times you can either shrug it off or you can engage with the lord and say all right lord right surrender it's not my life it's yours how do you want to use me right now yeah when when did you feel that like and and eric recognized it and saved himself from thinking that he was crazy that day right like i've had this happen several times years ago it it was very strange i'd get up next to someone and i would feel unbelievable amounts of anger and rage and like I wasn't praying for them. I was doing nothing spiritual. Nothing. You had nothing against that person. You probably didn't even know that person. I had no idea. And I'm just like, I feel so angry right now. And then I'd walk away from them and it goes away. Or you walk by a house and all of a sudden you feel really weird and fearful. But then you go to the next house and you feel great. Like it's a, it's a strange world. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's crazy. You don't know what's going to happen. Um, here's another question. Did something trigger me? Like, did you know it could it could be you you know check you know 
you think, you know, you, you flip side of the coin, you think you're feeling for somebody else, but guess what, bro? It's you. So that's it a real, be. it can be yeah. you. And that's why I love what Eric brought up earlier with like understanding like our traumas and our brokenness. Like yes. uh, we talk about this probably every episode and this is just a passion of mine, which is why I think I come up with it or, or say it a lot. It's like just really doing, uh, I don't want to use the word inventory because that's, uh, but really understanding our journey, understanding like our dynamics of how we grew up, how our friends are, right. like our relationships, like, are we people that have healthy relationships, longevity in relationships, character and integrity? And like, where are the, where are the hangups in that? And knowing that so that we can recognize here are areas where my filters get jacked up, but yes, keep going. Sorry. No, you're good. That's, that's excellent. Um, is this feeling fact or fiction? Are you just, is this reality or is this something I'm making up? That's a good question to ask yourself, right? Here's another one. Do I need to take a step back and process my feelings? Uh, probably. <laughs> yes. The answer is yes. And thank God for other friends. Yes. Like, no, dude, say that. That's we need. This is this is why this this discussion is important, and why we need other members of the body who hear God differently. If you have a room full of ten feelers, Lord Jesus. <laughs> a lot of times that's at our conferences, Help, right? Yeah. Any conference you go to, you're gonna have maybe that anyway. If you have a room full of that many feelers, it's gonna be a five hour conversation. Um talking about feelings and processing why did this happen and they're going to be up and down and trying to figure everything out that's why you need knowers because they're quick (laughs) to read things they can help you kind of sift through their burden is the truth their burden is to to get to the root of it so they'll they're not going to let you probably talk for three hours they're going to be like okay hold on you said this and you said that don't you think this relates to like how you had a difficult conversation two nights ago on the phone with your with your ex and you're like (gasps) clarity Oh my gosh. Yeah. I've been carrying like frustration and hopelessness since that. Right. Oh, it just lifted. Boom. Like we need that. And let me break down a misconception that's popped in my head. Not every woman is a feeler and not every man is a knower. Come on now. Legit. They're men. You can be feelers. Women, you can be knowers. Like it's, it's not, it, it, it yeah. Salah. I'll just put it that, that way. Is, Someone needed yes, to hear that. Yes. We come on. All right. Is my feeling causing me to run in fear or to pursue connection with my friends, right? That certain scenario. Like, is this, you know? Yes, because the big, the big, one of the big issues for feelers is when it begins to feel uncomfortable, they'll run. Right. And, and, and that's the problem. Like, it's, it's this weird paradox. Like, sometimes you need to do that to withdraw, to kind of get a clear out the soul, and you need to take a step back. Then there are other times you need to realize, like, I'm misinterpreting how they're talking to me and I'm misinterpreting their heart towards me because I have an issue with fear of intimacy and I don't want to be confrontational. Like right. that's a big issue for a lot of feelers is confrontation. They, they want to maintain peace. They like to, everything to feel good. Right. Let's just avoid that. Or if it does get com- confrontational and they're not really like, maybe don't have the skills for that, it can blow up and become this angry, like passion filled thing that doesn't help anybody. So yes, you take steps back when you need to, but if you see this pattern of you running from from more difficult conversations or you're isolating from your friends and claiming like, you know what, it's just, you know, it's my season with them's over. I'm moving to this, I'm moving on or this or that. That's not, that's not healthy. Right. That's not mature. And we, we have to understand like keeping a pulse on how you feel during those seasons. If you're claiming Oh, I've, I'm withdrawing from my friends, and it's time for us to go. And yet, you're feeling depressed, and you you're you're frustrated, and you're angry with your journey. Then that's probably not God leading you to withdraw from those things, right. because God doesn't bring frustration or burdens that bring us into anger like mm-hmm. that, not unrighteous anger. If you're withdrawing and you feel the peace of God, and there's a grace to to connect with Him or just to to work through some things, then that's a whole different story. Right. I wonder. I want to read a quote. Um, that I heard or I saw on Facebook. It's from a good friend of mine, Sarah Coker. She's the director of um, the Altar Global's ministry school out there. She she did a status. So let me just read this. So shout out to Sarah Coker if you're listening. Um, feelers and prophetic people. Did you know that feeling something in the spiritual realm isn't necessarily an invitation to engage? The Bible says that the Holy Spirit leads us into all truth, John 16, 13. 
This means that all of our engagement in the spirit realm should be a guided tour, not a solo exploration. This is what separates us from those who engage in the spiritual realm in the world. If you are feeling something in an atmosphere or city, ask the Holy Spirit if there is something he is trying to lead you into. If so, ask him what the assignment is and engage. If not, learn to disengage from the feelings. Just because you feel something in the spirit doesn't mean he's leading you there. Remember, as believers, it should always be a guided tour. A guided tour. Guided tour, right? So going back to the whole atmosphere thing, right? You may be in a church service and you're, you know, you feel all these things, right? That's great. Sometimes though, everything that you feel doesn't have to be communicated. Say that again. Everything you feel doesn't have to be communicated. Just like every word and knowledge you get doesn't have to be when you're prophesying over somebody. It doesn't. You don't necessarily share everything when you know you ask the Lord. It's it's the dialogue with the Lord, right? So with mature feelers, right, you're gonna feel things, but then you're gonna dialogue with the Lord about it, saying, "Is this you? Is or first of all, is this me or you, Lord?" And let's say the Lord says, "It's me." Okay is this need to be shared or can I just feel this and just let it go? Right. A lot of times the Lord will be like, you know, so and he'll, you know, so-and-so over there is dealing with anger and stuff. That's why you're feeling so angry. Just pray for them right now. And you don't have to share it. It doesn't have to be public. Boom. And then that person's life changes or, you know, like their day changes. Maybe their life changes too. But like, like sometimes everything that you hear or feel or sense or in, in any of these personalities, not everything has to be communicated. Yes. Sometimes just God wants, sometimes, man, and I'm learning this too, y'all. God has secrets and he tells us. And sometimes it's just between you and him. And they don't need the share. You don't need to post it on Facebook. You don't need to tweet about it. You don't need to make a YouTube video about it. Shoot, you don't even have to do a podcast about it, right? It's, it's sometimes God just wants to tell you things because he loves you and he's close with you. And it's just for you. It's like a, a husband and wife, right? I don't tell Tyler everything me and Ashley talk about. Thank God. <laughs> right? Or in any, or anybody, right? It's just like the things that me and my wife talk about, that's only for us. There's, there's, it's not just exclusive. You know, it's, it's exclusively her, obviously. But like that doesn't mean I can't talk to you about the weather or sports or whatever, anything else. But there are certain things that are off. Um, what's the word? Or off top, not off topic. What am I trying to say? There are certain things off that, limits. Off limits yeah. Thank you. Um, that that he can't know. And same thing with God, right? There's certain things that are off limits to everybody That's, with God. Yeah, I have so many things running through my head right now. Just try to, <laughs> I'm stirring the. Oh my I'm gosh. sorry, the speaker just keeps coming. <laughs> no, I'm getting stirred up over here. I have like three different things. Okay, boundaries. Yeah. Boundaries are huge for feelers. Yep. Because your desire again is you you live for connection. Like that's what that's, that's, that's and it's it's yeah. awesome and like sometimes you, you're gonna be like your love for mercy and connection and encouragement may blind you to relationships and opportunities you shouldn't engage in right and conversations and you're a lot if if you, for feelers who aren't very mature and they're they're kind of still living by how they feel and they're trying their best they're surrendering to the Lord but they're still you know a little up and down with it like. They may find they compromise boundaries sometimes with people because they want to let people in. They want to show their heart. They want to share their heart. Um, I think it's important for guys and girls out there, like if you're a feeler, being very careful to share how much of your heart with someone of the opposite sex. Excellent. This is a this is a mistake I have made many times over many years. And um, every time I think I have learned a certain level of boundaries, God says, "I want you. To, I want you to go higher now, even." and tighten your boundaries even more and it's protection because it's not safe for me to, to share how I'm feeling at every church service or how all of my conversations are affecting me emotionally. To be honest, I, I need, I mean, I do need to share those things because I, I am, yeah. um, although I would say seeing is my primary thing. Feeling is a, is a close second. I would say it's probably number two. And I, I've always been like that. I need to air out the stuff that's going on on the inside. Um, but that doesn't mean that I need to do it with uh, everybody. With everybody, <laughs> not just the <laughs> go in the grocery line. How are you today? Let me tell you, brother. Let me tell you <laughs> something. <laughs> you air out all your dirty laundry. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, or, or you find someone that seems to want to listen to you. 
maybe you find a hearer who's who loves to just listen and they just take in information and then you just start sharing and you're like oh they're really interested and then you just keep sharing and keep sharing and pretty soon your heart feels kind of yucky because you realize wait a second I just overshared with that person. Right. So you've got to ask the Lord, put a filter on my mouth. And it's not because you're a speaker necessarily. It's because you have to share the things that are inside your soul um, before they get kind of confusing and toxic. Yeah, put a filter on your mouth, not a muzzle. There, saying, that's good. Yeah, you can you, you can still talk, but there's certain things. And, and in, that's how we mature. There's You'll know what to say and what not to say. That's something I pray every day. Lord, I yield my tongue to you. Give me words to say, and anything you don't want me to say, let me not say it. Absolutely. And and for feelers, too, on the boundary thing, like, I, I know this about feelers. Like, if if, a, if it's a true feeler and you pull them away from people for a couple of days, they're going to shrivel up and get depressed. Yeah. Like, a lot of them, they need interaction with people. They Now, that doesn't mean they might have days or a couple of days where they kind of recalibrate and need to withdraw just for healthy reasons. That's obvious. But they are made for love and and connection so in that you have to be careful that even your desire for that doesn't cause you to spend too much time around people you shouldn't even spend time with like let alone conversation because time is like time creates intimacy whether we realize or not um whether we're sharing deep heart things or not like that implies like uh, that there's something being connected or there's a connection between two people so we have to be put a governor at times on the amount of time we're spending with certain people if god has not like especially with people of the opposite sex is really what i'm getting at but um just being healthy with that and you know we, i said it earlier that's that's again why we need other people to speak into our lives we need the seers to kind of see hey like what are you seeing over this you need the discerners to be like i just don't think that's a good idea and to be honest they're, they're probably going to give a really quick read on it anyways and don't get offended don't get angry they're not attacking your your love for people. They're just trying to keep you healthy. Right. Um, so, okay, then I had something else running through my head. Oh, yeah. You were sharing about not um, having guided tours and, like, not sharing everything that we feel in the room. All right, I, I want to address something here. A lot of – I've noticed a trend with a lot of feelers where they're super quick to pick up, like, demonic negative stuff in atmospheres. Mm. Um and, and there's, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but I do think that that's like the gateway level for feelers. Like a lot of times the enemy shows his cards first. And then that's as we good. mature, we figure yeah. out how to balance. The same thing happens with seers. Like a lot of seers will initially have nightmares or night terrors or even visitations. And the devil will try to get them to shut down that ability to hear God right. so that they don't want it anymore. Right. Mm, so say that dude. So he'll do that. To, yeah. He'll do that to seers. He'll come after speakers and he'll tell them at a young age, your voice doesn't matter and you don't need to say anything or you talk too much. You need to shut up or you don't have anything profound to share. So they shut their mouth down. Right. He puts a muzzle on them when they yeah. were never meant to have a muzzle. They were yeah. meant to have a filter, right? <laughs> you know, a right. godly filter. He, he does this with all of the personalities and with the feelers all right. One of the ways we've already talked about how he'll use broken heart, hopelessness, mm-hmm. depression from difficult situations we've had on a spiritual side. He will try to get them so overwhelmed by the presence of demonic things, whether it's in the grocery store or in restaurants or other places where they, they don't know how to function anymore. And they right. literally just shut down. Right. And it's like a collapse inside. Yeah. yeah. It's like, you know, when you feel like you have too much going on and you just almost... uh. You just, you just give up. Yeah. I surrender. That's the last thing God wants you to do. He wants you to learn how to navigate this. Yes. With each of these personalities, there's strengths, there's weaknesses, and there's challenges you'll have to walk through to be able to grow in maturity. And God didn't didn't make the journey easy, but who said connection with a God who is holy is easy? Right. Like there's there's levels to this thing. So the first one of the first things you're going to find as a feeler is you're going to sense like really odd stuff in the atmosphere. But I, I don't camp out in that place. Yes. I For as much as you discern the presence of demonic stuff or you feel icky around certain types of people because you feel certain maybe sins they have or issues they have or maybe you just you just don't like how you feel around them, be very careful with that and understand like we also need to be feeling the, the presence of God and feeling what God is doing at an equal if not more rate than what the devil is doing. Preach. You know – I, I, I find it troubling when people can tell me more about what the devil is doing than what God is doing. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm serious. Dude. I, I'm, I find it troubling when people can tell me the names of the demons hovering hey. in the atmosphere, but they don't know anything about angels. Or Jesus. Or Jesus. Like, what is Jesus doing? I, I find it troubling when we are so quick to talk about all of the dark things happening around us. And we should talk about them in balance, yes. for sure. We yes, don't want to ignore yes. this. This is all in balance. But, but then... I want to see that same sensitivity to the presence of the Lord. Yes, sir. I want, because here's the thing. It, a mature feeler is meant to, yes, uh, they're going to feel what the devil's doing, but they're also going to go, okay, that's what you're doing, but what's my father doing? Yeah, man. So I do. I feel what my father is feeling, so I'm going to rise above that, and I want to see where are the windows of opportunity in this church service for God to move. Right. And that's who that's what you're called to do as a primary feeler. You're going to feel the windows of opportunity where the spirit of God's going to move in. You're going to feel it before other people do. You're going to feel it shut after other people think it's open and you're going to have to realize I've got to I got to say something because there's something about that song they're singing where God is moving and I I'm feeling the Holy Ghost. I do too. Yeah. So <laughs> there's something about that song they're sharing right now. We need to go tell pastor, or we need to go tell the facilitator. We need to go tell whoever. We need. So there's something about that. God's breathing on that. Not oh, we lost it because the devil took this. You know, th- th- this demonic person walked in the room. I don't care. I want to know what God is doing right now first, and then yes, we also acknowledge that there's there's evil. So yeah, yeah let's let's be sensitive to God's presence. You know the if you ever researched the the desert fathers the mystics from hundreds of years ago, these guys had an, and gals had an understanding of God's presence like you would not believe. Yeah. Their sensitivity was off the charts. Dude, Brother and, Lawrence. Uh, Brother Lawrence, practicing the presence of God. Man. They'd dude. come They'd come to just watch him wash dishes. And literally the glory would fall. Like, where is that? Where is that? <laughs> we, we're, we're, we want to feel God. We want to host him and know when he's moving, when he's not moving. Um, so that was something else I really felt strong to share. I... I so I, I do want to say here, um, I want to run through really quick. How do so? How do feelers feel? Like let's let's break this down. We've touched on it a lot, and I, let me just break this down practically. Like when we say, "All right, you're an encourager. You're a sensitive person by nature. You're maybe a romantic. Um, you know, you're just a sensitive person." All right, how do, what happens when God gets a hold of you and begins to speak to you? All right, number one. You'll feel the presence of certain spirits or God. So you'll be able to figure out when God is moving or not moving. Oftentimes, this can come in different ways. Like you might feel heat on your hands. You might feel a cool breeze like behind your neck or something come upon your head or your shoulders. And you have to develop a language for what it means when certain things happen because that's God's way of indicating to you as a feeler that he's moving in the room. When he's moving with heat, you, you need to then take that to the scriptures and say, where do I find heat in the Bible? Okay, my God is a consuming fire. All right, is he consuming things? Is he bringing a refiner's fire here? Or is that heat like a fire of God's power coming? So you, you want to discern those things, like Eric was saying, with those questions and begin to say, I'm feeling this heat. Um, what scripture are you talking about, God? And begin a dialogue with him. And then out of that, you figure out very quickly, what is he doing in the room? What is he doing for me? What is he doing for the people around me? I've had this happen many times. Like I'm in a church service and all of a sudden my ear starts tingling. And I know this is teaching that I need to listen to. Your spidey sense was my, tingling. Yes. No no joke. I Well, that's I use the spidey sense. Okay. All right. You, you read it. Okay. It's in the book. It's in the book. All right. Spider-Man is in the book. Anyway. Yes. You want to feel, you want to pay attention to the feelings on your body when you're in the room, whether it's in the grocery store or restaurant, uh, even when you're waiting on the Lord. That's where, honestly, a lot of this is developed. Waiting on the Lord in silence is how you really develop that sensitivity and begin to grow in developing a language because that's going to be one of your, your big things as a feeler is developing an understanding, a vocabulary of what you're feeling. Because it's not enough to just say, I felt this and I felt that. That doesn't help anybody. You want to know the, the, an application for the feeling. All right, so um, another way that you'll feel God's voice is his compassion. Maybe, maybe you're in a store and you just feel this overwhelming sense of love for someone else. The devil didn't give you that. Yeah. And you can't produce that either. Like that overwhelming love is the type of feeling that will cause you to see your enemies as friends. And, and it will break down walls. All right. Third, feeling God's emotions, joy, peace, 
you can go down down the list. Um, there are a lot of different emotions. Anger. God feels anger too, a righteous anger. And a lot as a practical on this one, the way this one happens is like, let's say you're fasting and you you were you're pressing into the Lord, and all of a sudden you you feel like lifeless, like you feel like the, almost heavy in a negative sense, and and you begin to wonder, is God telling me to end the fast? And as you begin to think about ending the fast, you feel a joy and you feel the heaviness lift and you feel a life come back into your heart and your, your soul. You realize, oh, that's God's way of saying that um, it's time for me to end. He didn't give me a word in my head or a vision. He just, he allowed me to feel something so that I know there's no life on this anymore. Time for me to move on. So that's, that's another way. Um, the, the last way I'll say this is how do feelers feel? You can feel his nearness via other people sometimes too, because God will oftentimes use other people as instruments of healing. Like Jesus has flesh. Like he likes to express his, his heart for us through people, through hands and feet. So you, you'll begin to feel God's heart through what other people are saying to you and through just their presence sometimes. And it just reminds you, even though I feel lonely, I feel like my life is maybe not where I want it to be, God is allowing you to feel his heart just by the fact that you have friends that are reaching out to you and, and loving on you. And I'll give a shout out to somebody out there. I don't know if she's listening, but her name's Janelle Kramer. Yeah, Janello. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Janello. I think that Janello is one of is a an amazing example of a feeler who does that last part well. Because um, I've never met someone who takes the m- more intention and time to write out detailed cards, yeah. to show up for people's uh, big events, to send text messages, to make sure pe- people feel seen and encouraged and celebrated. She's so good at that. And I've actually learned ab- about how to mature even as a feeler because of her. Um, so I wanted to give you a shout out, Janelle. I think you're so good at doing that. And thanks for teaching me and for showing others like what it looks like not just to feel God spiritually, but actually allow that sensitivity to touch the people around us. She's, I can't tell you how many cards she's written um, just as an encouragement to me. Hey, you're stepping into your calling. Like, I just want you to know I've seen growth in this as, as your friend. Like I'm calling this out of you. Like you're doing great. So good. So cool. So I, I love that. Um, And we need more of it. So I want, I've been talking for a while. Is there anything else you wanted to say? No man, I think we I think we hit a lot on it. If you want more of this, buy the book. <laughs> buy the book. Buy the book. The the one last thing I have to say, I think I had one it written, had it written here. One more time, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> All right. It do, you don't have to feel perfect before you make decisions and before you you settle into stuff that God is saying. And I think one of the challenges feelers are going to have, especially as God calls you out in steps of faith, is you're going to want everything to feel perfect and everything to be lined up. But there are times when everything's not going to feel perfect in the room and you're still going to have to go pray for that person. Mm, Everything's not going to feel perfect in that restaurant, but God is still asking you to to preach the gospel. Um, So sometimes you're going to have to... uh, dig in a little bit and realize feelings are an amazing servant, but not a good master. We have a guided tour in this and his name is Jesus. Jesus. Come on. Yeah. You're not perfect. You serve the one who's perfect and we're trying to be more like him every day. So man, this was a good podcast. Yes, it was. I love it. And I am glad that y'all stayed tuned with us. We got one more We'll do one more, The Hearer. The Hearer. And, and that will be next time. Next time. I, it might be Friday. It might not be. <laughs> but just, hey, man, just make sure the notifications are turned on. Just check in with us. We're, we post on our Facebook, on our Instagram. Make sure you give us a like, a follow, subscribe, whatever you want to do. And share it with somebody, man. If this has been encouraging to you and you are getting a lot out of this, make sure you share it with people. Not for our sake. We just Our goal for this podcast is to encourage and try to... It, it, guide people on the journey with the lord right we are all pilgrims on this journey so with that being said we will see you next time guys my name is eric and my name is tyler and this is the pilgrims podcast catch you later